Hi guys, this show is brought to you by the onion.drop.co.za. The website has links to our shows, blogs, as well as our social media pages. Each episode is available on iTunes. Just search for Conceptually Speaking. Alternatively, just listen to the show on the onion.drop.co.za. And now for the show. So, without warning, the dry home peacefully died last week and I've had semi-sleepless nights about it. Uh, back in December, I released a show through the dry home titled Attention Please and I just said at the time that it's a pilot for a future project and yes, that the risk of sounding cheesy, the future is here. But why the change? Um, I see everything as a step towards something else and if you catch the attention of people who suggest to you that there's a certain direction that you need to be taking then I think in order to be as authentic to yourself as, as, as you would like to be, then you need to take some time out to listen and I did take that. So for me, I think um, life is about uh, discovery and it's about growth and it's about embracing change. And this is a change that I guess has come my way. Um, it wasn't an easy decision to make and if I was insane, I think I would continue with both uh, the dry home and conceptually speaking. But the decision uh, for me, um, is shaped by small things like knowing you don't want to be shading people all your life and I, I I did I like the show and I like everything that I've done with the dry home I did 53 episodes of that over a span of 18 months or so so it was nice doing that and giving you guys that every week but I I, I don't know it's like you know you've got a vision of where you want to be and it was nice to learn and nice to talk and nice to speak and to I guess get the points across in a way that we needed to get them across but for me, it felt like this is the right next move to make with the show. And so I've decided to just, I guess, uproot it and come up with this brand new one called um, Conceptually Speaking. And look, I'm not saying that there won't be room for shade. Just that I've been told that I preach and that when I talk, people need to hear my thoughts. So I thought, why not focus on those thoughts instead of abandoning you with things you don't actually care about and that I don't care to talk about. So the idea, is the, the, the idea with the show is that at the end of the day, as you're listening, um, you know that your mind has been transformed. If you listen to a show, if you listen to the to this show, you're gonna know that your mind has been transformed. And and yeah, so we have this new, uh, wonderful show called Conceptually Speaking. So the format of the show is real simple, and we have a thought starter, which can then be a topic or an idea that is then given to me. I will then unpack it through throughout the show, um, in three different segments. I call them. I guess for now, me in relation to you and then me in relation to me and then our relation to the spirit. And the first segment, basically, what I do with that is that I tackle, pe- I tackle people's opinions on whatever issue that we decided to speak about. And then in the second segment, I give my, my opinion on the same issue, almost diving deeper into why I agree or disagree with what people are saying. What I then do in the last segment is that I ask myself, given what people have said and what I think on the issue, where do we then draw the line by saying we're all spiritual beings, so what's the best thing to do spiritually? Uh-huh. So it might be a bit a bit, a bit, bit hard to sort of understand or a bit hard to, to grasp the concept, but I'm just hoping that as you're listening to the show, those themes do come out, that initially I'm just discussing it based on what I heard, or what I think people are thinking, and then after that, I then put in my two cents worth on it, and then I bring it all together to almost say, okay, guys, we're all the same, or this thing this thing should connect us in this sort of way, and that's why I think that this is the direction that I think the conversation needs to take. 
And yeah, those are our three segments that we're going to have to the show. Uh, so our thought starter, though, this week is around the issue of crime in the country. And there's an idea that has been thrown out there that it is the foreign nationals who are the root of crime within South Africa. So as I listen to this to the show this week, we're asking the questions, are foreign nationals to some extent to blame for the levels of crime within South Africa? Are foreign nationals to some extent to blame for the levels of crime within South Africa? Let's get to it. If you want things in your life to change, yeah. you're going to have to change things in your life. Remember in this segment, I throw around ideas yeah. about what people are saying out there. So, Johannes McMayer, Heaven Mashaba, made a comment a few months ago that foreigners should leave South Africa and then be given a chance to properly come back. And I remember at the time thinking that this man has lost his mind. Because what he was basically saying is that let's send them all back to whatever country they come of, regardless of situation, because he said there's people that are living in the country illegally. And his idea at the time is that South Africans are frustrated with foreigners because they're saying that the foreigners are the ones who are bringing crime to South Africa. And in recent months, we've seen attacks on foreigners that South Africans have said aren't xenophobic in nature, but that these were, were, were criminal in nature. I remember even in the recent Atwitchville attacks, uh, the attacks in Pretoria, what was happening that they were saying that they were rooting out criminals who just so happened to be foreigners, but that they did not attack those people just because those people were, 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 were foreigners, but they were attacking them because they're criminals. And then we hear things like Nigerians are drug lords, we hear things like Zimbabweans are criminals, and that foreigners kill people and then they don't even worry because the cops aren't going to do anything about it. And I've also heard plenty of times within my circle that there's no such thing as xenophobia and that all these attacks that have happened are basically criminal in nature. And my issue is that with everything that happens is that we don't we don't ever we don't ever speak about it from the perspective of white people. What we then say is that these issues as they're happening, we say that it affects black people and not just the so-called criminals. So the question that I'm asking you right now is that, for example, if you've got things like like xenophobic attacks at the core of the issue, who does it really affect? And that's the question that we need to, to we need to ask ourselves. And then we need to ask ourselves who is the person that needs to fight for it, and then how should it affect me, which would then aid in my growth. And in terms of who it really affects, I think it really affects the person who, I guess, is not a criminal, but then gets lumped in with each and every other criminal that is that is called to be a criminal just because they're a certain race or they're a certain nationality. Who it who needs to fight for it or who, who's the person that needs to fight for it? I think every person in the street needs to fight for it. I think every person that's walking around the street, you need to say that, yes, we know that these people that are attacking us, these people that are coming out with these concepts that they're coming up, that, 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 that are coming out, they're saying that these are the foreign nationals and these foreign nationals are the people that are causing this crime. But I think we as South Africans need to then stand up and say that this is not true and that these people aren't actually causing the crimes in the way that, that, in the way that, in the way that they say they're causing crimes. And I guess a growth point, almost before we get into the next segment of the show, for me would then be asking yourself, how does it affect me? How does it affect me if I'm living in a society where people are just being attacked by the virtue of the fact that they're foreign? Without any proof that says that these people are criminal, but because they're foreign, nobody's going to fight for them because I guess we as South Africans are living on a pedestal that says that we're the ones that are always right and then everybody else is wrong. Uh-huh. So for me, the idea, without them even saying it, but based on the racial slurs used, is that firstly, the criminal is always a foreign national. Within South Africa, like every criminal within South Africa is always a foreign national. 
and then secondly that it's always a black foreign national they're the ones that are taking our jobs they're the ones that are robbing our houses they're the ones that are killing our kids and we can happily coexist as long as they don't bother us and the best way to do it is to send them all back home i'll tell you what i think next So with this segment, what I'm doing now is that I'm going to relate this whole concept that we're speaking about uh, in terms of, I guess, uh, conceptually speaking this week, we're talking xenophobia and I'm asking if every crime, basically I'm just asking if our foreign nationals are really to blame for the state of crime within the country. And my response to this, this is remember, this segment is my personal opinion. I think that we're all humans and I don't think that we should be fighting crime with crime. I think that we need to first understand before we want to be understood. And the real issue is that we don't see each other as humans. And I don't know where, what broke. But I think somewhere along the line, we forgot that we're all human beings. And then we started living in these silos where the other person can do whatever it is that they want to do as long as it doesn't bother me. Or I feel like I'm entitled to something. And because I'm entitled to that thing, then I need to do whatever it is that I need to do in order to get it. And I think it has been so easy. And it is so easy for me to fight with a white person. Because I can see the clear lines at work. I can look at my skin. And then look at the skin of a white person. And then decide that we aren't the same. Note that I don't think that we aren't the same. But I'm saying that 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 it's easier for me to draw that line. Because what I then do is that I'm basing it on skin color. If a white person puts their hand on mine, I can clearly look at it and then say, this person is white and I'm black. Uh-huh. But my fight, ne? my fight with white people has always been around the issue of being afforded a privilege that they don't have to ask for. And it's always been about knowing that on the inside, our spirits are always the same. I also want food. I also want to have money. I also want to have an like, like an opportunity for greater things. And I also want to fall in love. So we're, we're the same. But the society that we live in does not treat us the same way purely based on our skin color. So if I'm going to fight against a white person, I know that my issues with them lie. I, I know where my issues with a white person lie because it is not something that can't be seen. It is a concept that I can prove. It is a concept that I can sit there and say, okay, based on these two things, me and this person aren't the same. Now, when I hear comments that foreign nationals are the root cause of crime within the country, I have to call BS on that because our skins are the same. And it's easy for me to say that because to the world we're black and we will therefore be treated the same. By this, I mean that that when these statements are made, no one is talking, no one is talking about 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 white foreigners it's always about black foreigners no one to, no one wants to tell you that that human traffickers are are europeans no one wants to tell you that drag kingpins and shady property moguls are white people the black person again gets lumped up as one specific entity that is not human in nature that is inherently uh, 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 prone to crime so i for the life of me cannot understand how one person can look another person who looks just like them and then decide that the only reason they steal is because they're from another country and before anybody gets mad i use the white and black example to drive the point that if you take skin um, into consideration the criminal is black and if you have a problem with that statement then we should have a problem with saying that foreign nationals are the root cause of crime in the country because forget everything forget everything that you've learned forget everything else that you know the statement is directly targeted at black foreigners and white foreigners get off squad free okay so when i'm discussing this experience in relation to me the thing that i'm saying here is that i need to look at it from three concepts the first one being who am i nah? 
The second one, where do I fit into all of this? And then the third one is, how does this then affect my purpose? At the core of who I am, I'm someone who once got robbed by a couple of foreigners. They were foreign people. Um, they were speaking in, they had a thick accent. They sounded, uh, didn't um, sound like locals. Um, and looking at them, they didn't look South African either. And before someone just jumps on my skin asking me what does South African look like, especially given what I just spoke about, um, you, you can generally tell, especially if you start moving up and down, I can look at someone and be like, this person is probably this or that. And that is what I'm basing this on. I don't know them, but even the language that they were speaking was not local, was not um, any of our 11 official languages. So they didn't seem like they were from South Africa. And I did get dropped by these people. But the core of who I am in answering that question is that I did not at the end of that experience, then decide that just because a person is a foreign national, then, then, or just because I got robbed by a foreign national, that means that all crimes that are happening are related or can be related to, to, to people that come from the outside. Because I've heard and I've seen and I've experienced in my life are crimes that have happened, um, to you know, at the hands of 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 South Africans. I remember my cousin got robbed, and she was telling me that the guy that robbed her was a South African person. And I know plenty of people who will tell you that they have been robbed at the hands of South Africans. So I don't know why we get so mad, or maybe we'll discuss this just now. But why do we get so mad that that in our in in, in our own homes or in relation to one another, we can then make that statement that says that foreign nationals are the ones that are causing crime within the country. So in terms of who I am, I'm saying they don't actually cause crime within the country. And I'm saying at the core of who I am, I don't think that foreign nationals are the root cause of crime within the country. And where I am right now, I guess in terms of surviving uh, within the country, my idea around the whole issue is that we need to educate ourselves um, in, 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 in deciding that just because I'm being robbed by a black person does not mean that all criminals are black. Just because I'm being robbed by a Nigerian person does not mean that all criminals are Nigerian. And this whole black concept of being robbed by a black person, if you're living in a world or if you're living in a continent or in a country where the majority of the people is black, I'm telling you the likelihood of you getting robbed by a black person is higher given the fact that 80% of the population, especially in this country, is black. Okay? So how does then, how then does this affect my purpose? This affects my purpose because I think I need to I guess even a platform like this speak about this thing when I heard someone speak about the fact that foreigners are the ones that are causing problems and foreigners are the ones that are causing crime within the country, I think I need to then step up and say that no, foreigners are not the ones that are causing these crimes within the country and that there's a certain level of, I guess, disrespect or or certain level of people not being able to get along with one another to the point where people feel like they can take other people's things without there being any repercussions. So what we then need to do is then we need to start educating one another on these things by saying that, okay, we do see crime and crime is a problem, but there is a way to combat crime. And that the number one way of combating crime is not going to be by me saying that when we send people back to the countries that they come from, because I don't think we're then dealing with the root cause of crime, which I personally don't think comes from foreign nationals. I think that it comes from the people that are, are living within the country and people that, that do have a problem with themselves regardless of where it is that they come from. So yes, I've also experienced crime um, at the hands of people that aren't from South Africa, but I don't think that they are the cause of crime within South Africa. I think that people are responsible for the choices they make and that those choices have nothing to do with their race or nationality. Up next, I try to find a spiritual response to this whole issue.
So the final segment of the show, you see this is exciting, right? We, we, we get into it, I leave you with a couple of thoughts, you sit down for a couple of minutes, you listen to this and then hopefully you come out being better. So in the first segment, um, what I did is that I was discussing other people's experiences and what I did learn from that is that the general idea or the concept, uh, conceptually speaking, uh, people generally think or the idea that I've seen on the road is that people are saying that foreign nationals are the root cause of crime within the country and there's an idea that has been thrown out there that says that if we get rid of the foreign nationals then we would have started the way, we would have started to open the gates in combating crime. That's the general idea that's out there and what I said in response is that for me, I don't think that's the right way because I don't personally think that that the whole concept of crime can only be related to foreign nationals. Then I said that, me, I think that every person or every human being that lives has their own choices that they do make. And I think that the choices that you make have nothing to do with your race or your nationality. So in this segment, what, I, what I'm trying to do is that I'm trying to bring us all back to earth by relating everything we have and then discussing this in relation to our spirit. Nah? So the truth is that South Africans are also criminals. And once we get rid of... The foreign nationals, the crime rate in the country will not drop. And the reason it won't drop is because the actual crime or the actual cause of these crimes is not someone who has caused the, broad, the, the borders of the country illegally. It is not someone who has immigrated into the country. And I think it is someone who has that evil spirit that is filled with greed and hate. That this person is not exclusively South African or non-South African. Huh? That person is a human being just like you and me. They're just black. They, 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 they aren't just black. They aren't just white. They are people who have decided that while the rest of us get to work in order to get what we want, they will then come and take it from us. And I've heard people say that we should all follow Donald Trump's direction and issue a travel ban and send people back home. Nah? But I don't think that is the right approach. I think that we're forgetting or, 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 or we're neglecting the fact that, that, the, that there's a person inside nah? within within the person that we're actually seeing in front of us. So if you're looking at a person, you're saying that this person is a criminal. We're forgetting that as I'm looking at this person that is probably robbing me or that is committing a crime against me. I'm just seeing a Zimbabwean or a Zimbabwean or I'm seeing a Nigerian or I'm seeing a person from Kruenstadt or as a white person, I'm seeing a black person that is robbing me and I'm forgetting the fact that there's this person within this person that I'm not aware of and that person's spirit is within that spirit, within that person and that, that is a thing for me that is making them do these things that they want to do. And I'm not talking about this from, from the, what, what do you call it? I'm not talking about this from the, from the point of view of, 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 of religion. Because someone is probably sitting out there saying, well, now he's talking spirits and he's talking religion or he's talking traditional healers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that one thing that drives you, that lives inside your mind or lives inside your head, that tells you that it's okay to go break down somebody's burglar door at night and then kill their alarm system and then start taking things that belong to them just to take them for yourself, just for greed. For no other purpose but for greed. And that's why I'm saying that that thing, that concept has nothing to do with how you look on the outside or where you come from. But it's something that is deeply rooted within you, within your spirit. And I think in attacking that, that is the first thing that we need to attack. Uh-huh. So yes, I get that we're made to feel as black South Africans that we can be replaced by non-South Africans in our jobs. Like I've seen this happen where, uh, where I've worked and then you, you found that the people from other countries are getting... Well, other black people from other countries are being given preference. Like I, I once got told by a manager that you're not like the people from Zimbabwe. These people work hard and South African black people are just lazy. Like I've heard that being told to me. So I do get that idea that you can 
at times feel like that. And yes, I get the idea that 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 these foreigners have nothing to fear because the police never want to arrest them, investigate them for any wrongdoing. But those things for me again speak to the nature of the people who work with who happen to be South Africans. So I don't for me ne, think especially that especially on the second idea that that that's speaking about police not wanting to investigate people. I don't think that police aren't just investigating these people just because they're not South Africans. Like do you honestly think that if the one Zimbabwean working in our firm gets fired, then unemployment within South Africa will decrease. Do you honestly think that? Do you think that police aren't investigating crimes because they involve foreigners? Or is this just a sign of the corrupt country that we live in? Those are the questions that I ask myself. Because I've heard these concepts. I've heard people speak about the fact that, oh, all these foreigners are getting our jobs. Or these foreigners, like I remember speaking to a family member of mine and my family member was telling me that, Every time a crime involves someone someone that is foreign, they're not going to do anything about it. But if these crimes involve South Africans, then they would have raised hell and then they would have made sure that they caught the crime. I don't think this is true. And I don't think that there's anything that I've identified, that I've identified or that I've seen that will actually lead me to believe that this is true. So that's why I can never actually, actually, actually ever support that whole idea that, oh, just because people are foreign then if you get rid of them, then at least we get to have those jobs. I don't think it will reduce the unemployment within the country because I think that there are policies that need to be put in place that will then enable the country to heal, that will enable the country to grow. And I don't think those policies are in place. I don't think that the cops are doing their job in the right way, that they need to be doing their job because as soon as you tell them that you got robbed, they don't care what this person looks like, where this person comes from. They just decide that they're not going to investigate the issue. They throw the case away somewhere, but they never actually come back to you to speak to you about the case or to ask you what happened or to follow up on you to tell you these are the people that we've arrested. They basically just move on with our lives. And that, for me, speaks to the investigating element of investigations element of, of the South African criminal um, justice system and not necessarily speaking about the fact that foreign nationals will not will not be arrested. I don't actually think that is true. But in closing this, nah, in our last segment, the questions that I'm asking you now is that how do we then deal with this thing spiritually? And I'm asking the, the three questions, I guess, within this segment is that what does my or the belief system say at its core? That's first the first thing that I'm asking. And then I'm asking, what do most people say spiritually? And then the last part or the last the last question that I'm then asking in relation to the spirit is, despite my beliefs, this is what I say. So in dealing with this issue, um, my belief system, I guess spirituality or even in understanding it, the general concept, forget these people, well, I guess these, those people that will then come out and say, oh, my religion says we need to all be kept separately. But now speaking in terms of, I guess, let's just call it what it is, xenophobia. No? My religion, the way I understand my religion, as a Christian person, it basically says that you all need to love one another. Uh-huh. And I don't think, I mean, there's concepts that we read in the Bible about about the wars that used to happen. But I think at the end of the day, the message that came was that we all need to love one another. So I think in me understanding spirituality in the way that I understand it, I think our spirits all belong to one being. And this is me, I guess, in my belief system that says that our spirits belong to one being. And since our spirits belong to one being, the message that we need to spread is a message of love. Uh-huh. And what most people are saying on this issue, I guess, to survive is that we can't actually exist in a world where it is just us. 
We can't exist in a world where it is just South Africans. We can't exist in a world where it is just Zimbabweans because there are certain skills, there are certain concepts, there are certain trades that need to be shared amongst each other, amongst the different people. Like I know so many people from different countries and I guess my job has allowed me to do that and also just in terms of social media that I've interacted with. And for me, the one thing that I don't see for me is nationality. And it is the one thing for me that doesn't actually matter. Forget race and all these things. Because when I speak about race and complaining about white people, I use that as a general sort of blanket statement. But I do know that not all people are the same. But I don't actually see anything. I just, For me, it's just always about understanding or feeling, feeling it well within yourself that there are certain things that these people are speaking about that I too can relate to. And I feel like we all need to be treated the same. And that's how I speak about it. And I think any part of survival or any part of religion, the one thing that you should be teaching is that we all need to get along on some level or you should not bother people as long as they're not infringing, I guess, on the rights of you to believe in whatever it is that you believe in. So what do I then say? Despite my beliefs, this is what I say. So whether your, your, your belief system says that people need to be kept separately because we've heard this, people that have used the Bible, that have used other holy books, to speak against, I guess, being together, to justify xenophobia, to justify the fact that blacks and whites should not be getting married, that Christians and Muslims should not be getting married. And I say despite any belief system that you believe in at the core of who you are or in terms of growth, your growth strategy and everything that you do should actually say these people, regardless of where they're coming from, also have a right to live. And their right to live means that I can't actually walk around making blanket statements like, oh, all Zimbabweans are criminals, or all Nigerians are drug lords, or all people from, all foreigners are killing people within the country, that I can't make those things, because then how do we then all relate to one another if we're so focused on the things, or the very things, that then make us different? So my fight and aim with this segment is to drive the idea that inside whether I'm black or white, navy or yellow, gay or straight, religious or not, Muslim, Christian, the things that I want for myself on some level are the very things that you want for yourself. And if a person disrupts ne, that, that that I want for myself, I think that for me is a reflection of their interior. And almost, yes, I mean almost always, it has nothing to do with what you and I see on the outside. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with you. Like, it's it's nice to sit up there and stand about the concept and saying that people are robbing me because I'm a South African or people are robbing me because I'm black. But it is not, it's got nothing to do with that. Like, a person that is in your life, yes, they may be robbing you because you're an easy target. People may be robbing white people because they feel like white people have taken land that they feel belongs to them. Those things may be happening, but I promise you, a person is not just robbing you because you're white. Because no black person is going to randomly walk out of the house and go around robbing people. The person that is going to do that it is someone that on some fundamental level is connected to another person who is not even of the same nationality, of the same culture, not even of the same tribe, or the same skin color, who is also behaving that way, but they only behave in that way because deeply rooted within themselves, they're just that bad person. And I think we need to then attribute these things to people as individuals and to not then give them to a group of people. And that's what I'm saying by this thing, by saying that you need to then understand that a reflection of, of, of the, the, the reflection of crime in any nature, of a reflection of any sort of wrongdoing, any sort of disruption that people may bring to our, to our lives, I think the reflection that you need to say, the reflection of something that is interior, 
to a person, the things that we don't see within a person, these are the things that are happening within that person, and necessarily what we see on the outside. And that is why for me, in wrapping up our show on xenophobia, no, that whole question that we asked at the beginning of the show, is our foreign nationals to some extent to blame for the levels of crime within South Africa? No, they aren't to blame for the levels of crime within South Africa, on any level. They aren't to blame. I think we need to blame people for whatever it is that they've done. And whatever whoever robbed you, that's the person that you've got beef with and nobody else. And don't call me a criminal just because I'm black and you got robbed by a black person. In the same way, don't say all people that are from other countries are criminals just because they come from those countries. And then you happen to have experienced some sort of... some You have happened to have had some negative experience with people from those countries. Don't generalize like that. And that's our show, hey? Um, yeah, I hope you um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, my name is Bikuto. Um, you can find me on theadiondrop.co.za. And if anything that you think we should talk about, don't hesitate to contact us on info at theadiondrop.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at the O-N-I-O-N-D-R-O-P.co.za. And that's our show. And I... I I honestly hope that you did enjoy it, and that's the format that it's going to take. One, why? Because I started the show, um, when I started the dry home, the whole concept around the dry home was, uh, I guess, this conceptually speaking idea, um, where we just speak about a certain concept or a certain idea or things that I've observed about real life. That was the whole idea behind the dry home, but I was worried that I won't be able to speak around um, an issue for long enough. And then, so what I then did is that I used to relegate it or Relegate. I don't even know what the right word is. But I used to just keep it towards the end of the show, um, knowing fully that I'm going to try and summarize it in about 5 to 10 minutes. And then I'd spend 20 minutes talking about crap that I didn't even want to speak about, that I don't even want to know about. And yeah, I guess this what, what I did when I did Attention Please at the beginning of the year is that I got a lot of positive feedback and people wanted more of that. And based on that, there were certain opportunities that sort of came about. But um, the whole idea or the whole concept is that people are saying that that last segment and the feedback that I've received is what people value the most. And what happened is that it's very difficult to do a show if you then want to first speak about this other stuff because by the time you go to the show or speaking about the things that you want to speak about, you spend so much time talking about crap that your mind has also been affected by that nonsense. So yeah, this is the concept of the show that we're going to be taking from now on. And yes, we've, we've titled the show, not just this episode, we've titled the show conceptually speaking and every week we're going to be adding a topic to it and this week conceptually speaking we're speaking xenophobia my name is Bikuto bye for now